a Dad's Net original podcast. Hi, I'm Michael. And I'm Paul. We're the Atwell Bryces and this is Diffability. The podcast for parents with children who have disabilities. We're the proud dads of two sets of identical twins, Lance and Lawson, our youngest. And Levi and Lucas, our older twins, who are diagnosed with autism and epilepsy, amongst other disabilities. In Diffability, we'll be helping you with tips and recommendations. And we'll be speaking to special guests. And most of all, you'll hear that you are not alone in your journey. Hello and welcome back to Diffability. Here we are, myself, Paul Atwell Bryce, and Michael's here as well. Yeah, I'm here too. So um, we're both here. Here we are talking bit, lots of nonsense. Sounds a bit again. echoey. Sounds a bit echoey. No, I've got plenty of reverb on my voice. I'm fine. Um, so, yeah. So today, um, obviously, it's recently been Mental Health Awareness Week, and so we want to touch on that a little bit. Um, Nothing too deep, though. We don't like to go too deep. No, but we, we have struggled with with the boys before because they've been referred to CAMS and they've constantly got, like, rejected. So the school's referred them, um, um, the neurologists, the, their consultants referred them, and we've always had letters back saying they don't meet the criteria. And basically, they've always just put it down to their autism. And we just want to say that, obviously, autistic people can suffer from mental health problems too. So it took, like, 15 years for the boys to be accepted onto CAMS. Um, but now they're accepted, they're getting treatment, but it shouldn't take that long. So just make sure that you do... Fight and don't give up hope. And, you well, know... something more fun this week. Uh, we went to see the Share Show... Yes, so we went to see the Share Show, try saying that when you've had a few martinis, um, at the Sheffield Lyceum. Fabulous show. Um, Paul's a bit snobby. We ain't got to no shows unless he can be on the front row. Yeah, I can't like that. That's just what I like. Um, so, so if I say, well, they've only got ro- or the, or the ro- Royal Box. Uh, yeah, I'll say that we have been in that before at uh, yes. Palladium. That was lovely, wasn't it? The Royal Box for Queens. So there's plenty of queens in this house, let me assure you of that. So if Paul, Listeners. Wants, if Paul wants to see a show, I say, well, there's only row B left. Oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm not going then. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so we went to see the Share Show. Great production. Um, staging costumes were great and the sound was amazing and yeah, the lighting it, was exceptional yeah. it's been his 14th wedding anniversary so we went we didn't do not on the actual day we 14 were, years of being married 20 years of being together yeah. you get less for murder <laughs> well yeah so we went, i deserve an obe <laughs> we went to see that that were really good so it's important to have a break as just a couple or yourself and just to get some time out, so you're not always like constantly with the kids and seeing to the so kids. So we're not always like a machine. Yeah. Because that's what it often can feel like. A lot of you parents that listen to this, I'm sure you are smiling away thinking, yes, we're all machines, but that time out is so important. And, you know, speaking of mental health, that's why it is so important to be, to remember you as a person and what you're all about as well. Because often when we are caring for children with disabilities, we always forget about ourselves and our own needs. And, you know, we put the needs of the children first all the time or the young people. So that's yeah. why the time out can often be so important. I always as remember that. And a, yeah. as, a, as a individual. Yeah, like in the early days, we used to like, we were exhausted, weren't we? And we'd look a real mess and people say, oh, you look knackered, you look exhausted. And But speaking of that, I just want to recap. So from our previous episodes with... Marissa 
Peer. Peer. Um, oh, that were hilarious air quotes. Now yeah. when people tell me, I oh, Paul, you look tired. So now following on from her advice, I say to them, yes, I am tired. But I also see that as a compliment because I'm giving everything I've got to the children. I've earned this tiredness. And more. We have earned this tiredness. And there's nothing... I loved that. A good night's sleep and some hydration of water. But I don't have water. I have cups of tea. <laughs> and then um, you look fine again in the morning. If well, only. <laughs> that's, that's the plan. But every morning when I look at myself, I look like I've been resurrected. <laughs> you know, there's no question about it. So we've hair. had a lot of good feedback from Marissa Pierce's interview. That were, we, we really enjoyed that. Um, and but, speaking of interviews, later on in the show, we will have the second part of our interview with Anna Kennedy, OBE. We had part one last week. So if you haven't listened to that yet, make sure you do. Anna Kennedy is an amazing woman with a great story about how she opened up a school for children with special needs. Up next is our listeners question. So as you know, we like to have the listeners questions coming in. Uh, And this has come from our own Instagram account. And I found this, we, we get this quite a lot. We had it with tiptoe walking. We'll put something on about autism and certain issues to do with it or things that are, are linked to autism. And some people say they didn't realize that. Um, and this one was from someone on Instagram. Um, I can't remember her name now, but she did say she's an autistic adult and would put a post on about sleeping and autism and it being an issue and autistic people having a lack of melatonin so they find it the struggle to sleep there's a lot on national autistic society website about it the struggle to sleep um obviously with the anxiety as well uh and if they're on ipads and stuff the blue light from that can make it even worse now levi suffers really badly with um sleep disorder um he's got like chronic what's it called the proper word for it um i just call it Never ending boy that never No, insomnia, sleeps. that's it. Chronic insomnia and he is actually diagnosed with that. He, he, he really struggles to settle at night. When he does go to sleep, he wakes up through the night. It can be up from 12 o'clock at night all the way through the night. It can, it is, is really unsettled. He never gets a proper night's sleep. And the knock-on effect from that is it can make his epilepsy worse. So a lot of people with different disabilities can struggle with sleep because they can have like pain, uh, in the joints, all different disabilities. So sleep's a massive issue with 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 disabilities and autism. And so, just speak to your GP. The boys get melatonin prescribed on a prescription to help them with that. If you have any issues around sleep or you know insomnia, we just recommend go and see your GP and talk openly to your GP about this 100%. Yeah, because lack of sleep can be really bad and it can have a knock-on effect. I remember when we used to take the boys to the GP about it and they used to say, um, try a blackout blind and a hot bath and all this stuff, but there were more to it than that. And we were like, we've tried all this years ago, you know, what about a blackout blind and all those things? We've just tried them years ago. But um, the more we talk about this, 
the more people will be able to kind of connect with each other and to realize that you're not on your own as well. There's nothing worse than sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation is awful. I think it were a comment on the PHR question that she's diagnosed with autism herself and she didn't realize that sleep was a part of autism, was linked to it, sleeping problems were. So it's fascinating to find that out that people still... But the information's out there, so just, yeah, we're, we're glad that we've helped with that and hope you get some advice from your GP and some help with that. Here at Differability, we always like to talk about a product which we find useful and hope to our listeners that some of you may find it useful too and today we're going to be talking about the stargazer in levi and lucas's bedroom which a lot of our viewers and listeners have spoken to us about this and where did we get it from etc yeah so it, uh, somebody commented again on his uh, instagram stories asking where there are, that it shines like green lights it's like little stars on the ceiling and they really enjoy it, it helps them settle. It does, I think it does like a blue cloud as well and it's got different settings. Now we've had this years. About it's very calming, isn't really it? About 15 years. Yeah, I think so we're on to our fourth one. <laughs> I think I think there's, um, I don't know if that exact one's available anymore, but it was from Spacecraft, the special needs um, sensory equipment company and it was called a Stargazer. And um, the boys have really found that helpful to settle and relax at night time. So I would like to recommend that this week. Next up, it's part two of our interview with Anna Kennedy. And Paul was looking, listening particularly closely to this part where she described what it's like receiving an OBE. A bit of a goal for you there, isn't it, Paul? Well, it's a bit of a goal for me to meet the real queen, obviously. Yes, I've met many <laughs> queens in my life. Also, in the amazing interview with Anna Kennedy, OBE, Anna talks very openly about when she was a candidate on the People Strictly. Now, a lot of our listeners know I would love to be a contestant on Strictly as a disability campaigner to wear all those sequins and have even more fake tan. So it's a great listen. So Anna will be telling us all about the People Strictly. And obviously that is something very close to my heart indeed. Would you love to do that for Strictly, Anna? Yeah, I would. Big time. Yeah. Uh, all people have said, because we, we only got the opportunity to do one dance, and then they weren't even going to let us do the group dance. It was us that really pushed for it, and we spoke to um, the choreographer, and we just said, oh, come on, so when, the end there. When, chore- uh, when you did People Strictly, was the choreographer Jason King? Yeah, J- Jason Gilkerson. Gil, yeah. Yeah. So... Um, because obviously I know quite a lot about Strictly and stuff and um, and the people that work there. So how would you get to do Strictly again? How would you get to do it? Um, to be fair, they choose, don't they? I, I really don't know because... Um, I know they that, have like... They have a casting executive, oh, they, don't they? they? I don't know because yeah. I wasn't involved in that side of it. It was just I was chosen. Um, and then um, I didn't know who my dance partner was either. That was a big secret Robin. as well. Robin! Yeah. <laughs> that was a big secret. So I had to go to somewhere in the centre of London in this, um, uh, it was just like a coffee bar, really, a, co- a coffee bar. So um, off we went into this room and then I had to sit on a, a stool 
And then these uh, girls came out and started dancing and doing the Charleston. And then all of a sudden, they, they just jumped out. And then Robin jumped out uh-huh. and then fed the ball. And he's going like that. And I was just thinking, oh, my God. But this is like the embarrassing thing. I knew we was. But you know when you're like in that moment, you're just thinking, sugar, I've forgotten his name. But they were filming me. So I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I'd lo- I'd love to do Strictly and be paired with Johannes. Oh, <laughs> I, would love that. I absolutely love him. He's one of my favourites. Oh, I we absolutely love him. him. Yeah, in Sheffield. Yeah, we, yeah, we saw him in Sheffield and we met him too, in, yeah. and it was really, really nice. Really down to earth yeah, guy. Yeah. And, you know, for me, Strictly, it's not just about it being a show. It's a... I always find when it's a programme like that, you escape your everyday life. You do. You're definitely you... in the bubble as well. I know what they talk about when they say the Strictly bubble, because for three months, you just like, you're just removed from everything. Yeah. And it's just, it's weird when you come out. And also what you have to have is um, like a, a psychological assessment to make sure that, you know, after the three months, how are you going to be when you're in the limelight for like yeah. three months? Are you going to be able to cope? That's it. Of course I am. I said, you know, I've, I've got too much work to do. You know, I work in a charity, blah, blah, blah. So for me, and also it really raised the profile of what I was doing. Yeah. Um, it was everywhere I was going. I was filming everything with my phone. Half the time I wasn't supposed to, but I did. Um, and just to, to, so that the autumn community could see. And they were living it with me. And um, I was getting something like 3 million um, views on my posts and everything yeah. on social media. Um, and I loved the costume department. Oh, I love Vicky. I was watching how they were making the costumes. And uh, my costume for the group number was Caroline Flax. Have, you, and, have um, you been allowed to keep any of your you costumes? Buy them. Is it? Is it? And am I right in thinking it's DSI that makes some of them as well? Yeah, yeah. So it was, you could only buy, you could buy both your costumes if you wanted to. So I had a Charleston costume and that was a thousand pounds if I wanted to buy the purple one that I wore. And that was like in 2015. And then the white one that I wore, which was Caroline Flax, which they added fringe in here because it was too long. I'm not about showing my boobs. (laughs) It was just like, could you put some fringe in across here? And it actually looked really good. So um, I bought that one, the white one, and I've worn it quite a few times, and that was £600. But I thought I have to have a memory. I have to have something yeah. that's strictly. Totally. Um, so which one yeah. have you got? The white, got the, white the white one. The white one, yeah. I've worn that quite a few times. And all six of us, we've all kept in contact with each other since we've done it. Um, Phil, who danced with uh, Jeanette, he volunteers for my charity now. He's my main compare for all my shows. Um, and we chat on WhatsApp. We've got our own little WhatsApp group. So like, what you're up to, what you're doing, type of thing. Um, but it was amazing. It was really, really the, good. And Robin when the rabbit- to everything the, uh, When they were advertising the people strictly and stuff, and it were a massive show, wasn't it, Anna? And uh, have yeah, they only ever done it once then that you no, were No, they only did it once. And apparently yeah. they were going to do it the following year. And all six of us were going to be mentors yeah. to the people that got chosen. But apparently they said it was too expensive to make. So that's why they pulled it. And the what? reason it was expensive, they could have saved, I thought, on a lot of it. Because say, for example, like um, Cassidy, he was doing um, the Pasadobo, I think it was. So all they had this big group of people that off they went to the country that it was made because they did the history as well of the dance that you were doing. Um, Heather was doing the waltz, so off they went to Vienna. And I thought... 
there was no need for that really yeah. that was a lot of money spent yeah, no. that, that they could have saved on that and what the um, Strictly guys were saying was they're really pulling the plug out for you guys with the um, props and everything um, we, you know they don't normally do all of this so they've really like pulled the plug out you know uh, for you lot so yeah but not all of the Strictly dancers were with us we, I had, we had Jeanette um, we had um, Aliona we had um, oh I can't remember, Ali Ash um, he was another one yeah the, but the, for the group number quite a few of them came out but it it, it, was, it was really good I, I really enjoyed the experience and um, it's like a once in a lifetime but I would love to do the whole thing yeah. um, like do every single dance if possible apart from the walls I'd love to get on Strictly because I think Strictly need to see more real people that are advocating on so many different levels you should see the people again because it was amazing because yeah. they did like four programs so the first two the first program was the first two of us so they focused on whatever the charity was that you were supporting so it, you learned all about the charity they were speaking to people so that it was and a lot of people said they preferred it because yeah. of the way it was put together yeah. so they definitely do it again it was through comic relief what a great experience so Moving forward, Anna, yeah. so whereabouts are you now in your life? My life. Um, I'm still working hard within the charity, um, doing events, trying to think of different ways of sort of putting autism in the spotlight, if you like, creating opportunities. So we do Autism's Got Talent, as you know. I've been doing that for 11 years now. We've just had loads and loads of um, entries in from all over the country and all over the world. So it's not a competition. It's a showcase of talent. Uh, we also are working towards the Autism Hero Awards, which is our fifth one. So basically we're celebrating people that go the extra mile. So between carers, parents, businesses, reporters that write particularly well, because, you know, some of these um, articles that are written they're just like who wrote that yeah. it's just like spring from and all these palaver um yeah so we have um the road show as well we do autumn's got talent as a road show so we take it across the country we're hoping to go to the northeast middlesbrough my neck of the woods in november so looking forward to that we've been to essex we've been to liverpool we've been to manchester we've been all over so um yeah i came down to london because my husband sean um he's from middlesbrough but he was studying at brunel university um so he um i just followed him down really and um we we sort of started off in the um the bed sit um and i used to work at woolworths during the day worst job ever just like awful it was um the, the, like, you know i used to love their pick and mix <laughs> oh yeah that was the only good thing about it um and uh, my husband's at uh, studying at uni and then he used to work at night time in tesco's um stacking shelves <laughs> You do what you've got to do, don't you, to get money? So, um, you have a OBE. Yeah. I want to know about this day and who presented you. So, you met the Queen. I did. Yeah, you know, that was an amazing experience as well. Um, I, I, my husband rang me and he said, Anna, there's a letter that's come from you from Buckingham Palace. I said, well, what's that about? So, he said, well, I don't know. He said, it's on the mantelpiece. I said, well, open it. He went, no, 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 you've got to open it. So anyway, when I got home, I opened it and they just said that I'd been awarded an OBE by Her Majesty the Queen for all my work within special needs education. And you know, when you read something and you just start to read it again. And then I was thinking, oh my God. And I wasn't allowed to tell anyone yeah. for three months. Yeah. Um, I was like running around the lounge. <laughs> um, and then I took my mum and I took my mother-in-law um, and... And they had a ball 
and um, it was quite a surreal experience. Did you find um, it, it quite- the actual day? And I want you to be as honest as possible now, because you know here we are advocating for so many different disabilities and autism and all those kind of things. That actual day when you were there and you were getting presented your OBE, how did you as a person feel? Um, What what emotions were you having that day? It felt very surreal. Um, Obviously, you're given lots of information before you go there and you're trying to think of everything, what you have to do when you've got a curtsy, when the queen holds your hand uh, to shake your hand, when she pushes you back, that means it's time's up type of thing. Um, You you start worrying, thinking, oh, am I going to fall over when I curtsy? Am I going to look? Because you've got high heels on, you're trying to, you know. And do you know what's amazing is when the queen talks to you, and she knows about you. Yeah. It's like she was talking about my boys, about yeah. the school, how did I feel, all of that sort of thing. And it's it's just like really, really surreal. Um, and I, I felt, I don't know how I felt, to be fair, um, excited, I suppose. And um, Did you feel really emotional? I didn't feel emotional, no. I'm, I'm not, I feel emotional about families, about kids, about, performances things like that things that happen to me I'm not really emotional yeah. you know what I mean it's just about like oh that this is fantastic right this is going to help me to raise more awareness now for yeah. awesome, and, you know and uh, and it's going to help me open more doors that's the way I think it's like about what can this how how's this going to help with what the work that I'm doing and what was also amazing was the amount of people that I met then I was there because my I was in the morning so my session was in the morning so I met these amazing people and then um what the most surreal thing was that Kate Winslet came up to me and she said oh are you Anna Kennedy so I said yes so she said I've heard all about you and that's the bit that like someone had talked to me I would have felt it she just said um I've heard about the good work that you do she said I've opened the Golden Hat Foundation I said oh have you so she said yes so she said uh, my daughter befriended um a girl that's got autism and they've become really good friends and i decided that i wanted to um open a charity uh, to support families so she's called it the golden hat foundation and um she said to me that um uh she wanted to meet up with me which never happened by the way so kate <laughs> you all me <laughs> she said uh, she wants to meet up with me to have lunch talk about more about you know what you know what's happening in the world of autism in the united kingdom and all that sort of thing but we chatted for a little bit a while she was asking about my boys how they were getting on all that sort of thing so that was surreal um I I want, i've got a question for you Go on. what food did you have there you don't get any food that's the <laughs> thing you don't get any food. that was the thing that shocked me the most i was expecting you know like <laughs> Like, uh, oh, like fa- fancy, um, you know, the, the proper fancy nothing. afternoon sausage. sandwiches. Yeah, you know, oh. so, so then uh, from that, Anna, do you get to go to Queen's Garden? I was invited to the Queen's Garden. Um, by now, obviously, um, Coral, uh, we get on really well. She really supports the charity. She's 89 years old. She volunteers every time for the charity. She make, She's the tea lady. She, everyone goes to chat to Coral. She knows everything about everything. Um, so, yeah, but the, at the um, Buckingham, obviously it was fantastic to be at Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Um, what you got was you could either have 
a glass of sparkling wine or elderflower water. That's all you've got. One. (laughs) (laughs) And even my mother-in-law, I don't know if it's changed now, this was in 2012, but even my mother-in-law and my mum, they didn't even get a cup of tea. So they were there. So you would have thought you would have got a nice piece of cake, a sandwich, and a really nice cup of tea. No. For them amazing cup of tea. No. No. Listen, Anna, it's been absolutely joyful to have you on here. You know, it's been fascinating finding out more of the background into how you started out. You know, Um, it's great to be, you know, in touch and work closely with people like you that share the same passion and together by all of us, you know, putting it out there and talking about it publicly. You know, the world will start to see autism very differently in time. But the more work we all do together, like ourselves and you you know society will change and people's understanding will change and i can't believe though from speaking to you earlier like you know we started with the boys from how we started with our boys it's we, very we, similar yeah, and it's like it's so similar nothing's much changing with like the local authority now kids are treated it's actually got worse because of lockdown and everything yeah. they're waiting listening yeah. to, uh, you know there's, there's always like that diagnosis is now, a big yeah. thing for me like you know it's like I don't understand why it takes so long to get a diagnosis. We did a survey like quite a few years ago, and on average, people were waiting five years when they filled out the survey. It was about two thousand. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's still similar now. It's like between two five years. I know it's a postcode lottery, but it's just it's really important to get the diagnosis early so that they can get the interventions that they need as early as possible to support the family because it affects the siblings, as you know, as well, and you know, it affects the family as a whole. All parents are having to give up their jobs or they're maxing out credit yeah. cards to get reports or whatever it is that they're doing. So it, it is getting better, but we've still got a long way to go. And I think you're both amazing for what you do. I haven't known you for that long, I'm sorry no. to say. But what from what I've seen, you just I just love what you do. Um, and Lisa, who's my PA, she's been following you for years. So um, she loves you too. So she just wants to oh. say hi. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Anna, to very quickly... How obviously are you? My background and the whole dancing daddy videos for Levi came about. That was all by pure mistake. And you know, uh, children with autism, no, you no, can't no, force no. them to I'm, do anything. I'm you know, and absolutely. And I just, you know, I utilize that now to my advantage to be able to really engage with him, to get him to do stuff. Just get him too heavy now for you to lift though, into But now it's getting <laughs> yeah. bigger and he still wants to... The amount of videos that we got was just so happy. lovely. And uh, my son Angelo, when we were in the car, there's like certain, he's getting into um, Ed Sheeran now. So um, as soon as I put the music on, he looks at me when I'm driving in the, the, the mirror and he's looking at me and then I turn it up and then I watch him and he's bang on in time to the music. He's yeah. got his tongue, it's just like, and it's lovely to see. And he sort of gives like a little twinkle in his eye because he knows I'm watching him type of thing. But you just got to capture those moments because they're like the special moments. And even like, you know, he's got minimal verbal skills, Angelo. And sometimes he'll just say things at the right time and they're meaningful. And it's just like, yeah. come on, give me some more yeah. type of thing. And also, last thing I'm going to say is I'm proud of my eldest son, Patrick. 
He's just moved into his own place. I've been watching. It's taken us a little bit of time to get there, yeah. you know, but he's finally there. Um, he's settled in his job. He's been at Pinewood Studios now for three and a half years. I'm really proud of him. And he keeps saying, how am I doing, ma'am? How am I doing? I said, you're doing really well, Patrick. He panics when he gets a bill or something, but it's just like, don't worry about it, you know, we'll sort We're it. We're going to have to get you back on because you've got so much knowledge and all these years of experience. It's like trying to fit everything in. We, we want to talk to you about so much more, but... We will get you back on them because okay. I know I never stop our, talking. Our, our listeners will find it like really fascinating because obviously the boys are 16 now and, and other kids are turning into that and the the post 16, the adult services, we need to go through all that. We'd love to get you back on and we know you're really busy, but we'll, we will link, want you back on as like in a few weeks, a couple of months, a few weeks or whatever. Okay. For a- yeah, that's okay. One nugget I'd say about transition is start early. Start early. Start looking for places for adults early. Like so, I said to to Kate about Harvey as well. She didn't realise she had to look so early to get him yeah. settled into a place. And said, yes, you do. Yeah. Because the funding might not be there. You might have to start battling all of that. So, and when that went out, Harvey and me, the amount of messages that we got through the charity. So, please, please, if you're at that stage now, start looking. Thank you. Anna Kennedy, it's been an absolute joy to have you here on the Differability Podcast. Um, for all our listeners, you can check out Anna's work. Anna Kennedy online, yeah. You're on all the social media, aren't you, Anna? Yeah, it's www.annakennedyonline.com, at Anna Kennedy on Twitter, Anna Kennedy online on Facebook, and at Anna Kennedy OBE on Instagram. And I hope you get on Strictly. Oh. Fingers crossed, Anna. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Thank you so much. If I do, I will invite you down 100%. <laughs> hey, that's the other thing. You're only, you're only allowed two guests. <laughs> you know, the thing is, I always say to Michael, if I ever got on Strictly, that here's, here, let me just tell you something very quickly. With doing professional panters and performing, I don't get nervous, okay? I never get nervous. I get excited. Do you know the only time I get nervous? I get I get. Very emotional, very nervous is when Michael brings Levi and Lucas to watch me. And here we are, two children that are nonverbal, severely autistic, severe health issues, and yet they make me nervous. Oh, you know, why, do you think that is? why do you think that is? Because it's about my whole passion and my drive on wanting, on wanting them to be proud of me. And that's what it is. Yeah, love. And that you know, the, the only people that make me nervous and they're emotional are Levi and Lucas. Yeah. And yet, when I'm on stage and I hear them and I hear their noises, <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And sometimes I'll say, "Oh yes, my two boys are in. You can hear them. Celebrate with them. Enjoy them. You, you know, because the world is so Autism's got talent because the audience mainly is made up of um, autistic kids, adults. And, um, you know, you can, you can move around if you want to. Yeah. We leave uh, empty rows at the back. And it's just, it's amazing. And when we first did it, we thought, oh, people saying, oh, is it going to be too noisy? But the, the weird thing is the very first show, I always remember this, because obviously I was really nervous. You know, we were putting a show together in two days. Everyone was traveling from all over the place. And people saying, oh, it's not going to work. I said, don't tell me it's not going to work. If you don't try, you'll never know. And the first 15 minutes, it was quite noisy. And then people were looking around and as if to say, oh, no one's that bothered. So then yeah. they just quietened down themselves yeah. because they felt like they were being accepted. You know what I mean? But it was just, it was such, yeah, 
you've got to come to Autumn's Got Talent. It's the best thing ever. We will do for sure. Listen, Anna, it's been a joy to have you. It's been a joy to talk to you. And we will definitely have you back on here. And, you know, we are following you all the time, likewise. And it's great because we get to form those relationships. But thank you so much for joining us today on the Differability Podcast. Thank you. Big shout out to Kelly as well from Bonn Anxious. Yes. (laughs) See you later, Anna. Bye-bye, Bye. So uh, thanks again for joining us on Differability Podcast. We really appreciate you coming in. Uh, we do we do really love it. We love the comments. We love all the feedback. Really would like it if you subscribed to Differability on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes, please don't forget to like and share and leave those reviews because they're really important. We're still not in the top 10 and I really would love this Differability <laughs> Podcast to be in the top 10. And also don't forget to check the Dadsnet out as well uh, they're also online on their instagram social media accounts twitter and facebook you know and it's always a pleasure to do the differability podcast and to talk about different situations real life situations that all of us together can talk about and help each other out so once again thank you so much for joining in this week